Ksuvas, Perik Dalad, Mishnah Yud Beis, 1412, and the last of the Perik, and the last of the Tanai Ksuba. And this one is the assurance that a woman who becomes a widow will continue to be supported by her husband's estate, her late, her late husband's estate, um, and the halach will be at the standard which is used to be being kept, um, so long as she remains a widow, quote-unquote. And we'll see that what that means exactly in the Mishnah, but the basic point is, if she does one of two things, she loses that status, and therefore she's no longer entitled to be supported by the estate. One is if she remarries, and the other is if she accepts the ksuba payment. If she gets paid out, then she's on her own. So the point is, until she gets paid out her, let's call it the 200 zuz, whatever is included in the ksuba, she can continue to live at the estate, in the estate, from the estate, be supported by the estate. If she's used to having slaves, if she's used to having fancy whatever, she's entitled to all those things, as was her life accustomed, uh, as she was accustomed to in her life while her husband was still alive. So the Mishnah says now, again, if he failed to write in his ksuba, quote, at you, tehei, shall be, yasva bevesi, um, like again, Yoshev, like she, you will dwell bevesi in my house, Mitazna and will be supported by like Mazon, she'll be supported Minichsai from my property. Call you may for all the days Migad. That Migad means for the extension of, like the word good means to extend, like remember from Ervin or Sukkah, good achis, good asik, good is to extend. So Migad means for the full extent Al Munusich of your being an Almana, of being a widow, Bevesi in my house. Even if you didn't write that in the Ksuba, nevertheless, the Allah is Chayav, the estate is required to support her, um, as long as she lives there. Shutanai Bezin, because that's the condition of the Bezin, like the other ones. Now you'll note, by the way, I, I said it so slowly you might have missed it, but if you look again, you'll see um, that uh, the word Bevesi in my house appears twice in that in that clause. Atehe Yasfa Bevesi, the first time. Umitzana minichsai, kol yimei migad al-munusach, bevesi, in my house again. So that seems redundant. So the Gemara understands that means that it's dafka in, her, in his house that assumes that he left a house. Uh, meaning if he if he didn't leave a house, let's say, for example, he, he didn't have a house, then she's not entitled to live in one, or even if he had a house that was not um, like appropriate for the whole family, including her and the descendants to live in, like, for example, he left a tsrif. A tsrif is like a, like a teepee, like a hut. There's no room for her and them together. So then she can be um, asked to find her own accommodations. The truth is they have to pay for it still and arrange for her accommodations, but she can live elsewhere. Um, and they would have to then bring food to her. Normally, if she's in the household, she, they wouldn't be all get to bring her food, just pay for it. But if she's elsewhere, they have to bring her the food. Okay? So that's that. And I said, La halacha. It'll be to the full standard that um, she was accustomed to living while her husband was alive. So that's a deal. Now, the, the Gemara has all sorts of questions about what happens if they essentially trick her into taking the Ksuba payment, because then, then she's out of their hair. So the mission here says that the bottom line is, that's how the people in Jerusalem wrote it. They were under the um, more direct influence of the Sanhedrin, therefore they did things correctly, and that's how it should be, that the widow should be protected for as long as she wants to stay in the house, she can and Anshe Galil Hayu Kosfin Ka Anshe Yushalayim. The residents in the north of Israel in the Galil followed suit. They took the direction from the people of Yushalayim, meaning they understood what to do properly, and therefore they also similarly said that it's the option of the widow to decide if she wants to take her ksuba, remarry, or stay as a widow in the in the in her late husband's home. However, 
Anche Yehuda, the community in the in the southern part of Israel, outside of Jerusalem, Hayukosvin, instead they had a different custom in what they wrote in their Ksuba, and this would then become the Tanai Bezin in Yehuda, so it's a little different, the rules would be, instead they would say, Ad hayorshin li ten lech ksuba sech. In the Ksuba, the husband writes that she gets to be supported by the estate, Ad, until Shiyirtsu, they desire Hayorshin, the heirs, the inheritors, meaning his sons, Liten Lech, to give to you, the widow, Ksuba Sech, the amount of money promised you in your Ksuba. And when they do, um, she would then be um, required to leave the estate and be supported now, support herself now that she's been paid out. Lefikach, and therefore, since that was the custom in Yehuda, Imratzu Hayorshin, it becomes the prerogative of the heirs, as opposed to the widow. Um, whether or not to accept the ksuba and move on with things. If they want to, no ksubasa, they can pay out the full amount promised her in her ksuba, ufotrinosa, and at that point, they're free of any further obligations to her. She's now on her own, sent on her way to support herself with the payout that she receives from her ksuba, and that will be the din. That's how the halacha would be then in Yehuda, because that would be the Tanai Bezin in Yehuda, although you see that the from the earlier part in the Mishnah, that was not the proper thing to do. The proper thing to do, um, as, as far as the Mishnah is concerned, is to make it the prerogative of the widow. And with that, we finish the fourth parak of Masechah, Ksubas, Ezra, Sashem.